0: It's time to roll out the red carpet for, well, new carpet. Right now at the Home Depot, choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands. Plus, get free installation. So whether you want to brighten up your bedroom, add a little more cushion to your living room, or yes, add some VIP flair to your hallway, you can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation. From the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Minimum purchase of 4 dollars Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details.
1: And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me today, and we are taking a slight turn from uh, where we've been focusing. Uh, the majority of, of of this year, I feel like, or at least the last few months, has been very, very dedicated. To shoegaze and alt rock, as you may have heard from that intro song, we're going a little bit heavier, but this is still kind of under the umbrella of alt rock in some sense or another. But we're going to focus on some bands over the next few weeks that kind of they, they fall under alt metal or post hardcore. And this band today that we're talking about is called Helmet, and that song was their single called Unsung off of their 1992 record meantime so Q, we're going heavier are you concerned because <laughs> you uh, you know are well known at least to to dedicated listeners of no filler that metal is not one of your go-to genres you, you tend to shy away from the heavier side of, of music whereas i embrace it i shy away from it but i and in- Enjoy it when it's brought to me. You're not going to like turn your nose up at it. No, no. But from what I heard from that intro, it sounds like there's a little bit more going on with with what they were doing. And yeah, it doesn't feel so much like metal. But yeah, I could hear a little Ozzy Osbourne in in his voice or maybe the way he sings. That's so funny, dude. You know why? Because I was talking to, um, because I don't hear it. I don't hear it at all, right from the rip, dude. Well, maybe you haven't listened to enough Ozzy or Black Sabbath, really. That's probably it, dude. But I, the only reason I say it's funny that you say that is because um, maybe I'm the one who's wrong here. Because I was, I was talking to one of my coworkers like right before we jumped on. I was like, "Hey, we're covering Helmet. Do you remember them?" Because he, he, like, he's, you know, he, he grew up listening to rock in the '90s, like, like, like I did, right? And he, I told him to pull up Unsung, and he started hearing it. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm hearing some Ozzy a little bit." So hey, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong here. I personally don't hear it, but that's because I usually think about Ozzy's like sort of like lazy sort of like the doom metal. Well, just though he's such a unique singer, you know, that like it's hard to sound like Ozzy, I feel like. Anyway, Um, uh, that and and I was hearing some corn. (laughs) (laughs) What was the band that you where you said that and I I had to like contain myself? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't remember what it was. dude. Yeah. Either way. But that's my go-to joke now because I don't listen to metal, and so I, you know, I, I don't have any bands to to point to, to 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 say, you know, I'm I'm picking up on guitar that sounds like this band or bass lines like this. So yeah, this is all new territory for me, but it is exciting that this was also happening. I mean, this was this album was '92, yeah. So yeah, this uh, this again just proves how awesome '90s rock was. Yeah, there's just so so much variety, and yeah, I think what you'll hear with this band, I think the riffs lean toward metal, and there are moments where the singer screams like more of a a punk, like a hardcore punk band. But I wouldn't I wouldn't really call them metal in in, in the sense that you're thinking of metal. But like let's just let's just talk about what the term alt metal refers to because Korn – can sometimes be classified as, I mean, they're more like new metal, quote unquote, but they're also kind of under the alt metal umbrella. And helmet is nowhere close to k- Corn as far as like Corn sound. Of course, Corn is very unique, right? Anyway, so here's, here's the Wikipedia definition. Alt metal is a genre of heavy metal music. That goes without saying, I think, Wikipedia, okay? <laughs> that combines heavy metal with influences of alt rock. I mean, that's a given. Why did I even waste my time reading that? (laughs) They're like, it takes metal and it combines it with alt rock. Well, yeah, we got that from the name alt metal. Anyway, let's keep going here. Uh, Okay, here's here's the important part. It's characterized by heavily down-tuned, mid-paced guitar riffs, a mixture of accessible melodic vocals. I think that's one of the key distinctions. Yeah. Melodic vocals and harsh vocals and sometimes unconventional sounds Within other heavy metal styles. So, anyway, that's to me kind of what 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 um, I associate with alt metal is that the vocals might sound a little bit more like hum, right? Uh, the hum lead singer, or even like a you know maybe a, somebody like a, the the singer for for toadies or something like that, um, where it's not your traditional metal voice that you associate with like heavy metal music, but it could also you know swing in that direction at any moment, right? And that's true with, the, with uh, Paige Hamilton here. Paige Hamilton, that's the lead singer of this band that we're talking about today. What's also interesting about Paige is that he studied jazz music and went to New York to attend a master's in jazz program at the Manhattan School of Music. So he is, you know, classically trained, as they would say, which... It's interesting. Well, here's what's jumping out to me, dude. Uh, he played in Glenn Branca's Guitar Symphony. You know who else played in that group? Who? Thurston Moore and Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth. Well, there you go. So that's that's pretty cool that they all were kind of in, in the same circles. Glenn Branca is famously the, the kind of like the pioneer of the like avant garde, like no wave movement. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that's the first time hearing that. Yeah, you, you should have read that book, dude. Yeah, I sure should have, but you read it for me. So, But also, and this is something that we that you and I talked about, how this was kind of a huge coincidence here because you had just kind of stumbled upon this band, but he was uh, one of the original guitar players for a band called Band of Susans, which was another kind of shoegaze band. Oh, yeah, dude, and we're going to cover them. I've decided we have to. So along with Paige is Australian-born guitarist Peter Menghetti, classically trained bassist henry bogdan and florida death metal veteran john Stanier. so that's a good mix man because they've got Paige hamilton who has studied jazz right one of the most difficult genres to master a death metal drummer john Stanier. another classically trained musician right so like that's that's a lot of like music theory and, uh, you know, coming to the table, right? And that's one of the things that they're kind of known for is these interesting sort of time signatures and stuff. So anyway, let me read a quote here from an interview that Paige Hamilton did with Guitar World magazine in 1992. So probably to promote this record. Uh, he said, he had this one jazz teacher who was a real music purist he'd play me B.B. King solos and say, go learn this. And of course, B.B. King solos are the epitome of sparseness. I'm always inspired by the weight music achieves when there's a lot of space. A saxophone player breathes, and that space is critical to the music. I love that. I love it. And I could not agree more. This guy approaches music In that sense of like the importance of space and letting something breathe and stuff like that. And that's pretty critical, I think, uh, and what makes Helmet unique. So before I say anything else, let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, because you deserve to be happy. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. That's BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right. Well, let's dive into our our first pick here, Q, before we say anything else about the band. Quickly, let me just say, just to give some quick deets here, uh, they formed in 89 from New York City. We should also mention, too, that we did cover Helmet, didn't we? Yes, that's a good point. Back in our sidetrack days, which is a format we used to do, that was in the early days of the podcast. I think I was solo on this one, and I did an episode on... Uh, a song called "Vaccine," I believe, is what it's called, off of their second album, Betty. All right, Q. Let's just jump right into a track here, because you know what? Sometimes you just got to hear. You just got to hear the song. You know, you got to hear the music. That's really why people are tuning in every week, dude. Yeah. Let's just get right to it. And I think you know, after knowing what you now know about the lineup, I think it helps to kind of get a sense of what makes these guys special. And I think you might hear some of that. I'm actually going to play a song later that's like a straight jazz guitar song that he snuck into one of his albums, which I thought was really cool. Anyway, all right, let's jump ahead here to uh, track two on the record Meantime. This song is called Iron Head. That didn't sound anything like Ozzy. Was that the same singer? <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, yeah, he's got kind of this Jekyll and Hyde thing going on where he, uh, yeah, he has these two sides to him, right? Because that song that introduced us in didn't sound like that at all. I initially thought that they had two different singers. Yeah. But they don't. That's uh, all Page. But uh, anyway, that's part of the definition of all metal is the variance in like the vocal styles that you might hear. And like Page just, does both of them you yeah. <laughs> know but um there's one thing we haven't heard in a while Q, a a guitar solo because most of the bands we've been covering you don't really hear guitar solos right yeah i guess i never thought about the 90s being the beginning of the end for guitar solos in rock for a while because i like it did really didn't come back until i don't know like the garage rock revival yeah cuz you know you had you had guitar solos in and strokes songs your guitar solos in Weezer songs. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, you know, there's guitar solos in like Alice in Chains stuff, but it's not your it's not your Stay Away to Heaven guitar solo or or anything like that. So here's what I was thinking of, what came to mind, and maybe I think it it may have been the drummer and maybe just the way that they chug their guitar. I was getting, and I, I want to know where they where this band falls in this landscape rage against the machine yes i think rage would be classified as like new metal alt metal for sure rap metal funk metal alternative metal but that's yeah this was all happening again like you said earlier dude that's why the 90s really was the best the the last decade for good rock music because there were so many things happening yeah really crazy to think about grunge man and at the same time new metal Coming up, this alt metal stuff, and then alt rock happening alongside it, like REM. You know, kind of had their their peak success in the '90s, right? Let's not forget Shoe Gaze, dude, and, and Shoe Gaze, right? Exactly. And It is crazy to think about, right? And all of it was happening early '90s, right? So anyway, I'm going to read read a quote here from another interview that actually is a fairly recent interview, October of 2020. Page was interviewed by this uh, website called machinemusic.net the person who who, uh, maintains this website has this uh, Pillars of the 90s interview series and so he interviewed Paige Hamilton so Paige Hamilton was saying it's always interesting to me when people who are musicians quote unquote when I tell them that one of my favorite bands is ACDC they're just shocked because people who don't know anything about music will dismiss it as this simplistic, headbanging, blues-based metal. And there are people who are like that with Helmet who think it's just, quote-unquote, meathead music, whereas there are people like T.M. Stevens, who played with Miles Davis and James Brown, an amazing musician, and he came to see Helmet and was like, Helmet is just like a big ball of ice cream, just sweet and amazing and delicious, and then you dig in and there's spinach inside. <laughs> I like that description. Like cuz that's a good I think that's a good way to describe alt metal or maybe post-hardcore. There could be these like melodic vocals and stuff or more straightforward melodies that are maybe more like I guess that's the sweet part of it. But then he starts screaming like that and it's got that there's a spinach or whatever, you know, it's got the rough you're not expecting when you dig deeper like, you know, the the harder side of it. But anyway, um yeah, so that's interesting that he likes ac cuz i got to admit dude he just he's calling me out because i i've never liked acdc calling me out as well he's he's saying that uh people who don't know anything about music will dismiss it now this makes me think that we just don't you know practice what we preach right we haven't given AC/DC a fair listen we haven't dove into their catalog but yeah it just has never been something that interests me Personally, I just – I don't like the voice. I don't like – Me neither. The second singer's voice. Yeah. We don't even know their names. That's – I know there's people that are, you, you know, yelling, yelling at us. Sure. Uh, The names toward their iPods or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's fine. You know, that's fine, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I can't do it. But that's one of the things that um, Hamilton talks about in a lot of interviews is that what drew him to rock and roll was the who's who of like – classic rock legends right he was into zeppelin i think he said basically he heard um black dog and that's what got him into like and i love that song the heavier rock music and he's a fan of acdc he talks about being a huge fan of like early aerosmith stuff uh or a song called back in the saddle by aerosmith which i think a lot of people are familiar with that it's a single i guess all those bands kind of fall into the blues based heavy rock kind of stuff yeah and certainly sabbath and he mentioned sabbath too zeppelin as well so anyway that's what's interesting about page is that he's he's a classic rock enthusiast you know he's you grew up on that kind of stuff and classically trained in jazz and classically trained in jazz yeah and talks about and has an understanding of like space and letting something breathe is important with music right anyway Let's jump ahead here. I got three more tracks, so let's just let's just play some tunes for the show here. We're going to play one more track from Meantime, and then I'm going to play two tracks from their next album, Betty. Uh, so here we go. This next song is called You Borrowed. So I'm a big fan of his his Doctor Jekyll side. Yeah, I like that yeah. a lot. And I have to ask you, Trap, because you're you're the metal fan. First off, was this was Helmet the first band in this subgenre of metal that you heard? And like, what what was it that was different about them? So the way I got to Helmet was by first listening to this band called Prong, which I think I've also done a sidetrack on them before. Yeah, we covered them oh, maybe, too. Yeah, I think we both did. Yeah and prong was is more more like a like a thrash metal band and so it was interesting to then find helmet who is classified as alt metal but it's it's a step toward rock if there's a spectrum of metal and then like alt rock obviously alt metal is you know a step in between those two but i'm just saying like i think this might yeah this may have been the first band that I that I listen to that kind of incorporates a little bit of a little bit of metal with some punk with like alt rock stuff like that so yeah I think I think yeah that might be accurate but yeah what I liked about it was his yeah his voice where it's like man this this kind of sounds sort of grungy sort of alt rocky but it's also got that aggressiveness to it and like the riffs and stuff what what I think I was drawn to the most is the guitar riffs and I was also getting some and, and I don't know the timeline for like when quote unquote stoner rock or stoner metal was coming around but i feel like perhaps it, it, you know if if this alt metal was around before that i i feel like maybe stoner metal definitely was influenced i mean it's all happening around the same time man you want to really? talk about let's let's just talk about another genre that subgenre that popped up in the 90s right if you think about the quintessential desert stoner metal band Caius, right and they had been around since like you know, as Caius, they formed in 91. So yeah, it's all happening around the same time, man. So let's jump to the, their next album. Came out in, uh, I believe, 94, called Betty. Now, I will say that this song I'm going to play is one of my favorite 90s songs, dude. And this song is catchy as hell. And I think it's it's going to sound a little bit more mainstream. Maybe is isn't the right word to use, but it's going to sound more approachable, I guess. And you'll see what I'm talking about here. So let's just jump right ahead to this song here. The song is called Wilma's Rainbow. Mr. Jekyll again, Doctor <laughs> Jekyll, I guess. Yep. Uh, but something I noticed, Q, and you can tell me about what, what what's going on here. But I feel like this was a pretty staple sound on the drum kit that I think about when when I think of alt metal and alt rock. Three Eleven, actually, which obviously is a different thing, but like it's the I was going to bring it up, man. Yeah, the snare. You take yes. the snares off, right? Yes. Well, no. So yeah, what's the, uh, what's the term? So I'm going to throw no doubt in the mix as well. Just that punk ska kind of stuff that was happening. It's like a piccolo. Um, It's the kind of snare that gives you that. It's very, very tight. Just super tight snare head. Makes it like really high pitched and tinny. Yes, dude. I was thinking that too. That is so different from metal. It's funny because obviously 311 has a lot of of different genres that they incorporate in their music. But they're classified as all metal too in some way or another. Uh, Obviously like funk rock. Red Hot Chili Peppers comes to mind as well. But, like, the corn drummer would do that, too. So, like, that was a very common thing to do in the 90s, like, yeah, in in alt metal. It's got this tight sound to it, right? And uh, it's, yeah. I associate with, like, I think even, like, Slipknot does it and stuff like that. So, anyway. Now, here is one big difference between Betty and their previous album, Meantime, is, uh, look at that cue. Look at that name. Oh, Butch Vig. Produced by Butch Vig. Man, he was a busy man. Oh yeah. And uh, another guy named T Ray, Todd Ray, was also a producer on this record. What more do you need to say, right? Butch Vig. But um now I you know, I, I have to admit that this was actually a single. So uh I I know. But I mean I had to do We're it. We're gonna get some some hate mail. Yeah, sorry. But there was a there was a music video for Rommel's Rainbow. So if you were watching MTV in the 90s, you may remember this song on MTV. So they were in rotation on MTV. So they were getting plays. They were getting noticed. I mean, you know, they were on Beavis and Butthead, right? So I wonder what's a a, a bigger achievement back then, to to be on Beavis and Butthead or to be on MTV. Well, Trav, you know, Beavis and Butthead was on MTV. But I get what you're saying. (laughs) That's a good point, Q. I like to think that if you're on an episode of Beavis and Butthead, you know, where they're flipping through the TV channels and they, they're watching your music video, I like to believe that that, that means that Mike Judge is a fan of, of your music. And I think that would be a higher compliment to me. That's a badge of honor. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I was on I was on Beavis and Butthead. All of his movies since Beavis and Butthead, all of his shows, excellent music in all of them. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But... That makes me wonder, like, what was the music selection process for Beavis and Buddy? Because like A you said- show on MTV, really. Yeah, because if it was under the MTV umbrella, how much say did- I wonder if they just said, hey, here's here's your here's your videos to play for next week's Beavis. Was it like early Nickelodeon where they just gave the content producers free reign on that kind of stuff? Kind of like with uh, Pete and Pete? I'm sure we could easily find the answer to that. Anyway, uh so I got one more song for us here. So let's just jump ahead here to track eleven. This is not a single, okay? So, you know, get off me. Do you think anybody cares when we play singles now? No. Not at all. No. So here is uh my final pick. This song is called Speechless.
2: Passive and ever numb, tongue dried in the sun. Nervous speech and your mental health, drunk on every detail. i uh...
1: guitar solo to play us out here q i'm a fan i like this a lot man you know we we always talk about you know you and our old pal mitch trying to find ways to inch me closer and closer to understanding the beauty of metal and all that it provides i feel like helmet's a good way to do it man there's definitely bands that i think are kind of like gateway bands into the genre and i think bands like this are a good you know way to kind of Dip your toes in. Dip you your know. toes. Yeah. Get a little taste for it. But you got to, you know, I know it's a real slow process for you because I've been trying for years. Let me tell you, dude, that one band that you brought, I don't know what you heard. I mean, I, I had to take so many steps back, dude. I, I had my toes in. Oh, oh, oh. It was Masuga. Oh my gosh, dude. That made me run. Man. Out of the kiddie pool. I, I should have known better. But dude, Mashuga is so fucking good. <laughs> They're so good, Uh, man. I can't do it. (laughs) Can't do it. You have to know what you're going into. You know what I mean? You have to just embrace it. Dude, you just pushed me right into the deep end. I did. I did. (laughs) We were making progress, too. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. Now when it's Meshuggah. You know, and you just got to start swimming. Dude, you threw me in shark-infested waters. Yeah, I will say on a spectrum, I would say Helmet is on one end, and Meshuggah is definitely on the complete opposite end. As far as like metal extremities, you know? <laughs> right. But, um... Well, that's dude, fine. Meshuggah. sugar's great. It's, it's fine. I'm gonna have to listen to Sugar after this, because you just reminded me how great they are. Anyway, um... So here's a quick quote. Also, I wanted to mention, Butch Vig only produced their main single for the record, Milk Toast. The rest of the record was produced by Paige Hamilton and that guy uh, who goes by T-Ray. Well, helmet in general. I guess helmet is credited as production, so they so they produced all except for milk. So yeah, Butch Fig was was you know in high demand at the time, so they're just like, can we just bring you in for the single, please? Oh, you I know? wonder if they went to him. You know, I if he. Was, That's a good question. Yeah, I see three different studios listed as well. I think Sound On Sound is one that Butch Vig was working out of. I might be wrong on that, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so here's a quick quote from Page. Uh, well, I'm, re- I'm reading from the Wikipedia page here. Usually regarded as Helmet's experimental album, it features a broader approach with forays into jazz and blues. Frontman Paige Hamilton said, Those things were my indulgences. I tried to force the music in different directions. I know a lot of fans were disappointed, but I think it's important to try to grow musically. I mean, think about it. If this guy pursued jazz, He's that's in him, you know. He can't deny that. And so I'll I'll play it as the outro song, but I'll I'll play the song that he snuck into this record, that was just straight jazzy. And to me, I think that's cool. He's a classically trained jazz musician. You can't let that go to waste. You gotta appreciate the uh the talent here. Yeah, man. breaks it up. You know, it's like a nice palate cleanser when you get to that track. Yeah. Right off the bat, I noticed uh, the intro riff. There's that breathing room he was talking about, you know? It's just one tiny little strum of the guitar, and it's a good two seconds, two, three seconds of of silence. That's powerful. That's what I like about, about the way he approached his song structures and stuff. Yeah, he would do stuff like that. He would change up the pace, change up the riff slightly, stuff like that, have these nice breaks in it. His guitar solos were usually like that. Like, the two guitar solos that we heard were both that style, where it's just kind of like this chaotic kind of guitar solo his solos weren't really that melodic which is what you think of when you think of like jazz right guitar solos and stuff like that but anyway he did manage to sneak in some straight jazz on this record and i'll play that song for us on the close here but anyway as i said earlier i want to give a shout out to somebody on instagram who featured us in his story is that what they call them Key? stories i don't know that's what they're called This guy's name is Kevin, and um, yeah, he said he had been looking for a podcast to cover Hums, Downward is Heavenward, for years. He's been looking for years, Q, and we delivered for him. So that means he goes into, he he searches podcast apps and types in keywords like Hum, Downward is Heavenward, and nothing pops up, and every other music podcast says Let Him Down, Q, except for us. That's a beautiful thing, and I gotta say that's one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes. I uh, that album is just so damn good, and I loved talking about it. And when you when you listen, to, I'm not this is not a knock on Helmet, but when you go back and listen to "Downward Is Heavenward" by Hum, you can see the difference in like just how damn good that record is. And now it's not necessarily you know apples to apples by any means, but I mean Hum. You know, gets not the alt-metal genre on them, but, I mean, they get the... uh, Space rock, right? Yeah, space rock, but, like, you know, I would say post-punk. You know, it's sort of under the same general super broad umbrella of not your true... Actually, they do have that. Wow, dude. I feel like alt-metal, that was just tossed around. (laughs) Like, everybody was called alt-metal back then. But basically what it means is just, like, hey, did did you crank the distortion up slightly, you know? If you have some like chugging guitar riffs, then you get the label thrown on you. I guess if you crank the, the distortion up and you weren't Nirvana style grunge, you were alt metal. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about Hum, his voice for sure was always the soft, for the most part, the soft melodic voice with the heavier guitar riffs and, and, and more aggressive melodies and, and, and song structures and stuff. So, yeah, it makes sense. But anyway, uh, it just makes me appreciate the record even more. So anyway, thanks, Kevin, for uh, reaching out and sharing us with uh, your followers and your story. We've been getting a lot of interaction on Instagram lately, so this is great. Please keep it up. Maybe it's because we've been asking every week. Yeah. Well, we've been doing that for years, dude. But yes, we love hearing from our from our listeners. Yes, we, we've been getting great recommendations from people, and we're actually... Uh, Going to do an episode on a band that was recommended to us by a listener. We gave her a shout out last week, I believe. So. We did? Okay. All right. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this and you messaged us on Instagram and we haven't given you a shout out, don't worry. We will. Yeah. Uh, there's Some some of you have shared artists with us that we're going to play music from in, in future episodes, and we'll give you a proper shout out then. So don't don't you worry. Because right, I want to give a shout out to everyone who messages us. Yes, absolutely. And if you can't tell... We're really bad at Instagram. So we literally just saw a message that somebody sent to us a few days ago that somehow we both missed. Yeah, I did not get a notification for that. You know, I swear we're not. <laughs> like I I work on websites every day for a living and I can't figure out an Instagram. Anyway, one thing I wanted to ask you now that we're starting to get some interaction from listeners, I don't know how best to field answers for this question because I know Twitter you can put polls up and stuff. Maybe we can do it on Instagram. You can do polls on Instagram. You can? Okay. Yeah. I want to know if there's any interest in a shirt, a no filler shirt. If you're listening, would you wear a no filler shirt? I think the logo is kind of cool. I don't know if it would just be the logo. I'm a fan of it. I think it would look cool in like a a faded looking black t-shirt. You could even just send us a simple message that said, yes, shirt or (laughs) No shirt, you know, and we'll we'll understand what it means. But or maybe we'll figure out how to do a poll or something like that. But anyway, I we've talked about it and like we've just never gotten around to it because we don't have any, we we have no way of knowing like if there'd be any real interest in it. But you know, I feel like if we get if if I get five people that say, yeah, man, I'd love to wear a shirt. That's enough for me to to make some shirts, you know. So anyway, just let us know. Tell us what color you'd want it in. Yeah. I'm not making, we're not making every color of the rainbow here, okay? I'm just trying to get a sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, long story short, just keep talking to us on Instagram. We love it. We're getting great recommendations from people. And so in some small way, like this is a way for listeners to, you know, help shape the the, the content of this podcast. Yeah, be a part of the show. This is why we do, do this. this. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And so exactly. it's, yeah, it's it's really fun and exciting to to finally get some interactions from our listeners. It's It's really great. Dude, we've been doing this for four years. I know. <laughs> so That's crazy. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, obviously, we've been talking about Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. Search for No Fielder Podcast. Uh, we are also proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the podcast network for music lovers. So, if you like our show, I bet you there's a few more shows on uh, under the network that you would like as well. Every show is music-related. There are shows that talk about specific bands. There are shows that uh actually talk to musicians, you know, which is kind of an interesting concept, like interviewing musicians. We we've never done that. Uh, you know, there there's a podcast for for everything. So you can find uh the network on you know, anywhere you can get your podcasts. Basically, if you follow the network, you get every new show, every new episode from every show under the network gets pushed into that feed. So not a bad way to, to, to get a bunch of different music podcasts sort of into your your playlist, if you will, including ours. So, all, you know, any of our new episodes will pop up in there as well. Uh, so yeah, com, And um, yeah, next week we're going to talk about another, I would classify them more as post-hardcore, which is another term I throw around a lot. And I, I think I understand what it means, but I'd also like to kind of revisit that and, and uh talk about what that term and genre means. It's probably gonna be very similar. you know it takes bits of this and bits of that and sort of mixes it together. My understanding of it is it's kind of like punk plus some metal plus some alt rock, maybe less metal, less on the metal and more on the punk side. but there's a band that I another band that I discovered a couple of years ago when I was going down this rabbit hole of like nineties bands I'd never heard of. Called unwound, and they've got this record called Repetition that is amazing, dude. Yeah, you played a song, I think it was a watcher heard. You brought it, yep. And I, I loved it. Well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna play that song again because it's, it's amazing. But there's a, there's a bunch of great songs on here. So anyway, that'll be next week, and then from there, we may have a few rewind episodes that we throw at you guys because we're both gonna be doing some traveling and vacationing and stuff like that over the next few weeks. But uh, anyway as we said we've been doing this for 4 years so we've got quite a bit to pull from in the back catalog that most of you have probably never heard if you're not the kind of person who is a completist you know who has to go back and listen to everything so we'll we'll pull stuff that's um you know somewhat related to the general theme of what we've been talking about lately so anyway uh yeah that's it thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you guys next week my name is Travis And I'm Quentin. Take care.
0: to roll out the red carpet for well new carpet right now at the home depot choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands plus get free installation so whether you want to brighten up your bedroom add a little more cushion to your living room or yes add some vip flair to your hallway you can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation from the home depot how doers get more done minimum purchase of 499 exclusions apply us only see store for
3: details